this market yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, They say love is the strongest magnetic force on the planet Earth. But if this is really true, why is love such a complicated subject matter? Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast, and I am your host, LaToya. I created this podcast in honor of my dad, who was an acclaimed television broadcast engineer and an award-winning sports radio show host. You see, my dad was an amazing guy who achieved levels of success that most people only dream of. He was a star in the public eye, but behind closed doors, my dad endured private struggles. And on March 2nd, 2020, my dad passed away tragically. And now, life for me will never be the same. So I created this podcast as a platform for spreading love in honor of the greatest man I've ever known. My father, Herman McAlpin Jr. With approximately 40 million victims worldwide, human trafficking has become the fastest growing industry in the world. It is estimated that 71% of enslaved victims are women and children. Soraya Hastings is a survivor of human trafficking, and after 20 years of enslavement, she is now free and has become an advocate for modern slavery. Soraya has written a book about her journey called No More Games. On this week's episode of Speaking of Love, Soraya and I will share a candid dialogue about this relevant topic in hopes of raising global awareness. This is one episode you don't want to miss. So please join us this Saturday at 12 o'clock noon via Facebook Live. We hope to see you there. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome to Speaking of Love. Today is Saturday, my favorite day of the week. And today I have my favorite girl here with me, Soraya Hastings. Soraya is... She was here on my podcast when I celebrated my sixth episode, and today she's here as my 64th episode. So it's such a blessing to be here today, and I'm so happy to have you, Soraya. Soraya, I know we had the introductory video, but I'm going to do give you just a brief overview of who Soraya is. Soraya Lene Hastings is a survivor of human trafficking in the United States. After 20 years of entrapment, She wrote a book called The Game, Running from the Constant Threat of Rape, Violence, and Addiction. Christ, Jesus Christ, snatched her from death's door and carried her to freedom. She has been free from prostitution and abuse for over 10 years now. And Soraya has since earned an associate's degree. She is the mother of two, and she's doing so many wonderful things with her life now. And it's a blessing to have you back on my platform Thank you, Soraya Hastings, for being here. Thank you, Latoya. I am in so of an honor to be here. I was your sixth episode, but you were my first interview um, on this platform type. So, you know, it's amazing just to reconnect and, and to catch up and see what the Lord is doing in our lives and what we are, how God can continue to move in this world that we live in. 
Yes, Soraya. So take us back a little bit. Uh, you have uh, survived human trafficking. You were in it for about 20 years. How did that start for you? How did you become a victim of such uh, horrific circumstances? So I, I always say that, you know, my story is completely different from every survivor's. We all have our own stories. And for mine, it was a groom uh, starting at a very young age from my family members from the age of two and onward. So there was many times that um, I was put in positions to do things, uh, whether it's with family members or with um, call friends of the family or just people in general. So it, it started at that age and then um, it escalated to when I was 12 and I just started going to parties and sex parties and doing different things with um, young boys. And, and then that's when I started, that's when I became uh, gang raped and different things that happened. And then at the age of 18 is when I officially became a prostitute, when I actually started negotiating money for myself um, because I actually had what they called pimps. And so that's when my life kind of took a turn. Beforehand, it was boys that were exchanging monies amongst themselves and I had no clue what was going on. Wow, Soraya. So where were you? And you were in the United States, but what part were you in? Uh, so I lived all over the place. So I was in the South, the West. I was in the Midwest um, when all this was going on. Now, I remember in our first interview when we talked about your experience, the person that introduced you to this lifestyle, so to speak, he made you feel like you were someone that he loved and cared about. Can you talk to us a little bit about the manipulation and the stroking and the massaging that was done to you to make you feel like it was okay to, to lead under his direction? You're talking about my first pimp? Yeah. Uh, so my first pimp, uh, the one that uh, became my son's father, my oldest son's father, he made me feel as if uh, I was the most beautiful person in the world. Like uh, all my insecurities of being overweight and uh, not being smart enough or whatever my family said negatively about me, he proceeded as, no, that's wrong. You are beautiful and I can show you something better. And so when he said that and being at a young age and not knowing anything different, the negative stuff, I said, okay. And that's when I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. To the point of, I walked out of my son's life, his child's life, to follow whatever he wanted, uh, to the point where I don't have a relationship with my son. I burned that bridge um, to the ground because of that. So I know your parent, is it your dad, your mom and dad are taking care of your son right now? Yes. Okay, so that was a relationship that you were never able to sever. Is that correct? Correct. Because, okay. of, because of the fact that I chose drugs and men and that lifestyle over my son. And ultimately, because I was choosing love for an unhealthy love for a man who did not love me, who pretended like he loved me uh, for that over my son. And so what I did was I then... Um, decided to uh, to continue to live a life of tearing myself down because I realized the older I got what I had did wrong and and so because of that I decided to you know just spiral down into that lifestyle 
Okay, so I know at some point you did reach back out to your family to try to have a relationship with your son, and um, that didn't work out. Is that correct? Yes, they um, they just decided that you know me coming in and out of you know his life popping in and out was unhealthy for him. So they just asked me, can you just not do that until he gets of age and stuff? And he decides if he wants to be. And I, you know, and I told him, I said, you know what? that's fine. You know, and I, you know, I thank my parents for raising my child. You know, it's not easy to be grandparents and raising a child, you know, at an old, at an older age. Of course. Wow, Soraya. So the gentleman, uh, the, your son's father, you're no longer in contact with him, right? No, I haven't been oh. in contact with him for years. So once you left him and you were no longer involved with him, how did you transport yourself into another situation where you were um, under the leadership of someone else's human trafficking? So I would leave one state and I would go to another state and that famous saying, oh, no one knows me, a fresh start. I'll, fresh, you know, I'll start new, I'll, nobody knows me. So that's basically was my story. I would go from one state to another and, but that bleeding, there's a scripture where it talks about the woman of the issue of blood and she bled for 12 years. That bleeding of the insecurities, the hurts, the pains that I bled, it would seep out into whatever state I was in and it would attract those type of men uh, that saw, oh, she's, you know, insecure. Oh, let me encourage her. And then I slip into whatever they want me to do and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it took me years, you know, because like I said, I, I lived in 33 different states. So that lets you know, it took me years to, and I was getting tired and, you know, it took me to have, uh, to be pregnant with another child for me to say no more, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where what, where the title of your book comes from, No More Games. Yes. Can you talk to me about the title of the book, No More Games? Because from our first interview, you explained that being in the world of human trafficking is considered a game. Can you talk to me about the philosophy behind the game, so to speak? So the reason why I call it No More Games is because you play Russian roulette with your life. You know, every day I never didn't know if I was going to live or die. I didn't even know if I was going to make it to that night, let alone the next day. So it, it was constantly a game. Like, how can I get money or how can I manipulate or how can I get to where I need to get to for the next step so that I can, you know, live a life or survive? You know, uh, people, I've come over the time of you know, speaking with you, I've changed me saying that I'm a survivor to me saying I'm an overcomer. Because when I start talking about the things I had to do in my life, that was, I was in survival mode. You know, it was a game. It was like a chest. Okay. What pawn can I get? How can I get to my next um, position without being taken out? And that was a survival mode that I lived in for so many years, for over 20, almost 20 years, I lived in that survival mode. Mm -hmm. 
And you know, Soraya, people have the misconception that when you think of human trafficking, it happens when a young lady could be walking home from school by herself or standing at a bus stop and somebody comes along and snatches her away and takes her into this lifestyle of human trafficking. But that's not always the case. Can you talk to us about other ways that people can become victims of human trafficking? Yes, so there uh, are ways when kid, uh, when teenagers or high school college kids are wanting to uh, pay off their student loans. Like I tell a lot of people, that's a big thing right now. They're sending out text messages. Hey, are you looking for extra money? Hey, are you looking for a job? And they go and they do an interview and next thing you know, they're caught off into human trafficking. Or it could be a situation like myself where... Um, I was constantly insecure of who I was, how I looked, and a man comes along and he um, does the most uh, coercing or the most manipulating, you know, suggestions of, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, look at you. Oh, let me buy you this or let me take you out to this or let me do this for you and overly nice to that person, to that woman to make her feel good to where she makes it to where I'll do anything you want. And then there's the ways of people who are, that sit there and they are, um, they're dealing with, uh, you know, the way the economy is right now. And there's no, you know, they are struggling for money. They themselves then say, what can I do? How else can I do this? And then, you know, here they go. Well, I can help you make money, but you got to do this or you got to do that. And so there's a lot of ways people can get involved in it. It's not always being snatched. I was, I can literally say out of all the, the many pimps that I had, I never was snatched. They all coerced me. They all came to me and, oh, you know, you're so beautiful and use different words to get me. And I try to, I try to make that clear throughout my book when I write, when I write my book about that. Now, her book is called No More Games by Soraya Hastings, and you can get it on Amazon. Is that the only location that they can purchase the book, Soraya? No, they can get it on my website, uh, Soraya.info, uh, Soraya uh, or they can get it um, on Walmart or uh, what is that? Uh, oh, I'm going to type Barnes and Noble. Okay. I'm going to type your website here. S-A-R-I-A-H. What else dot, is it? Dot info. Dot com. Okay. Okay. No, so dot, I'm going to. Nope. It's dot info. Okay. So I'm going to put that here so that our audience can see it. And if you are interested in purchasing her book, which I really encourage you all to do so, it's called No More Games by Soraya Hastings. And she can it can be purchased on Soraya.info. So Soraya, let's talk a little bit about your overcoming of your, um, your enslavement. You are, you had 20 years of being a victim of this lifestyle. And you finally came to a point where you were able to free yourself. Can you talk to us about how that all came to be? Oh, well, I was, uh, I was at my end when I found out I was pregnant and I 
then uh, left the game. I just, I, I walked away from it, which is, that's uncommon. And when I left, I uh, came to New England and I was at a pregnancy resource center. And the woman who I truly dear and, and, and loved uh uh, to the utmost and have much respect. Her name was Phyllis Phelps. And she uh, spoke with me and she uh, told me about a man named Jesus. And she said, I can't help you, but this man can. And I was like, well, I'll give this man a try because I've given all the other men in my life a try. So let's try him. And so I accepted Jesus Christ in my heart. And from that moment on, my life has not been the same. It has changed it completely. It's a, a whole 160. Never could have thought or imagined to even be here with you speaking about what I went through to help the next person come out of human trafficking. Wow, that is so wonderful. You know, it always takes one person in our lives to come along and make a world of a difference. And I've met Phyllis. Phyllis was actually a guest on my podcast uh, shortly after you were. And she's a wonderful person. And I really admire and respect her for what she's doing and the organization that she has created to help women in need like yourself. So thank you for that. Yes. Yes. It was, it's been amazing, you know, just to be a part of that. Yes, definitely. So Soraya, um, you have survived. You have started a new life. Can you talk to me about the things that you are involved in now? I, I also could see where you are into, uh, you have a catering business now. So let's talk oh. about, <laughs> let's talk about the new Soraya. <laughs> Um, so there's a lot of things that I do, you know, the jack of all trades, but not good at one, but, <laughs> but I try to, um, I have my hand in a lot of things, uh, you know, from catering. Cause I love to cook. That is what I love to do. So that is just something that, you know, if a friend and it just so happens that, uh, the people that I cater for, they were my, uh, co-worker, old co-worker and friends. And they asked me and I said, sure, why not, um, to, uh, helping women uh, at the organization like Phyllis Phelps organization um, to working on getting uh, my organization, nonprofit organization up and fully running and stuff. And that's going out and actually getting women off the street that are being trafficked or, or if they are dealing with life controlling issues uh, to being able to share the, the love of Jesus Christ through bringing awareness, like even being on here on podcasts and bring awareness to now working on trying to make, uh, working on making the book, no more games into an actual movie so that people who don't like to read can actually visually see what real life human trafficking looks like in the United States. Well, that's wonderful, Soraya. So I have, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the gift that you have been given from God. You have a unique ability to help women and your story is so inspiring. It's a blessing that you are sitting here before us today, alive and healthy and well and in your right mind. That is such a, a, a beautiful blessing. But I want to talk to you about the women who are still living in the life of being enslaved, human trafficking. If there's someone listening right now or watching 
who may be a victim at this time, what kind of words of encouragement would you give them to help them free themselves? Uh, well, like I told uh, a, a woman in Boston the other day, I've been there. I know what homeless feels like. I know what being on drugs look like. And there's hope. I'm here to show you what the hope is. I'm here to walk it with you and to let you know that you're not alone. That you're truly not alone. That you really have someone that understands what you go through. You know, I talk to women who have been raped. Uh, who, whatever may be the situation that they've gone through. And I tell them, I've been there. I understand. And I understand your pain. And we all have emotions that we have gone through from abandonment, from um, being left um, with a burden that we cannot carry and knowing that there's somebody that can carry it for us. And that's the name is Jesus Christ. And just to share that love, that hope, you know, in a dark place, because right now we live in a very dark time and mm -hmm. people are just wanting to know that there's some type of hope there is. There is a chance of light. There is a chance for joy in this dark time. And that's what I, what I would say to any woman that I would speak to that may be listening, that I, I can show you hope better than I could tell you hope. Hmm. Yes, very powerful. Soraya, I know that your life has had a, a series of ups and downs. But what is the greatest lesson you've learned about yourself through throughout everything that you've experienced? Mm. You know, it's funny. I just I just talked to my pastor uh, the other day and, and Phyllis as well the other day about this. But the one thing that the Lord has pressed on me and I truly believe in my heart is that I fully understand what mercy means mm. and what mercy looks like, you know, and that no matter what our lives may, no matter what anybody has done wrong in their lives, God, Jesus Christ shows mercy and he gives you grace and he loves you. And he says, come, come as I, I forgive you as far as east to the west, come back, know who I am, understand that your sins are no more. And that's what my book is based on when the woman was um, being ridiculed and pointed at by the scribes and Pharisees, and they caught her in adultery, just like how people have caught me and the things I've done. And Jesus says, where are your accusers? And she said, they're not here. And he says, go and sin no more, letting her know I have forgiven you. The almighty God has forgiven you and go and sin no more and to share the love of Jesus Christ, you know, and that's, that's what I've learned over this, uh, this time of me being um, out of human trafficking is that he truly is a merciful God. Mm -hmm. So Raya, what is the first step that you take to forgive the people? For example, your pimp, how do you forgive someone who in essence put you through so much what is the first step to forgiveness for something like that? Uh, well, I had a conversation with my pastor. His name is uh, Dr. David Berman. It's my pastor, and I love him dearly. And I said to him, I said, I don't understand. And he looked at me. He goes, Jesus forgave you, right, of all your sins, right? He goes, you love him, right? And I said, yes. He goes, you don't think that God doesn't love the other people, and I sat there and I prayed and I and I thought about it and I really understood what he said. And, and to the point where now I have forgiven 
all of my pimps because they themselves had something wrong with them. You know, I remember one of my pimps told me, I beat you because my mom used to get beat. So that's all I know is to beat women. And I can't now being, you know, a Christian and really understanding who Jesus Christ is, I can't be mad at him. I can only feel pity and compassion for him now because I understand that's all he knows. So if that's all he knows, you can't condemn somebody for not knowing nothing better than that. But now you have to show him now that you know, acknowledge it. Now you have to, okay, how can we help in changing you and doing this? And that's where my, that's where I'm at. You know, some people, I believe, you know, they want to put them in prison and jail and stuff. But for me, it's, what does that do? What does that, what, how is that going to fix them? How is that going to help that person? No, we need to find out what's, what's going on in them. And then from that, that's where you show the, the forgiveness because you get to see a transformed life happen. Mm -hmm. And you know, the most valuable lesson that I'm learning as I sit here before you right now, Soraya, is, you know, your strength is definitely admirable, but just to know that you were able to forgive the people who hurt you the most, that's amazing. But yet we have people walking around on the planet Earth that can't forgive a relative who didn't show up at their birthday party or a relative who loaned them $10 and they can't pay them back. So you are definitely providing a source of, of strength to us and teaching us that forgiveness is of definitely a vital part of your growth because had you not forgiven those individuals, you wouldn't be sitting here where you are today. Right, because the bitterness would hold on to you because you, you when you have bitterness, you can't move forwards, which means that God can't bless you with things to, to expand and to share his love because he is love. And he can't expand to show other people his love through you if you hold on to bitterness. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love what my pastor always says. He says, it's like a rope tied around you and you can't move any farther because you're allowing these people to hold on to you, whether they have passed away because there's many people that hold grudges, even on people who have passed away. My grandmother did this or my aunt did that. Okay. You got to forgive because then you're able to share the things that have done that were wrong to me. I now can sit before you and help another person and say, it is okay. Mm -hmm. I work at a hospital. I'm in the HR department and I get to walk with people on some horrific things and tell them it's okay. I've been there mm -hmm. and I understand. Let us go and walk and I will, sh and I can show you I I'm here for you. You know, that's the beautiful thing about being a Christian. We don't just talk. It's you're a, a Christian, whether you're an asset or a liability, we here to walk life with each other. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, this podcast was created in honor of my father, Herman McAlpin, Jr. Uh, he used to have a radio show many years ago called Speaking of Sports, and I adopted his philosophy. And I've entitled this podcast Speaking of Love because of him. And my father was involved in a murder suicide on March 2nd of 2020, where he killed his wife moments and then killed himself. And speaking on the topic of forgiveness, 
his wife's family, I don't speak to them. You know, we, we don't have a relationship. So I'm very careful in what I say about my father's wife because I don't have permission from her family to speak about him. But I hope that her family can forgive my father for the horrible act that he exhibited on the whole family. You know, to take her away from this earth was a very selfish act. It was wrong. Uh, she didn't deserve that. And I know that she really loved my father. And there are no there are no excuses. You know, we can say that there was um, a mental health challenge or my dad wasn't well in the mind. But what he did was unacceptable. It was wrong. And he took away someone who had a whole lot of love for him. And I my prayer is I know that God has forgiven my father. And I pray that the people that are impacted the most by his actions will also forgive him. And the first step is knowing that he is gone now and what he's done was, it was horrific, but just know that in holding on to the hatred and the, the animosity for him, it can actually hold you all back from living a better, more free, a more freer life is what I'm trying to say. And, 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 and even in that alone, what you're saying, what, what happens is, you know, first of all, you have to, for me, I had to cry it out. I had to, when I wrote my book, I had to cry. There was so much pain that I went through. I cried, whether the person, you know, whether the family members, whoever it may be, needs to sit down and just really have a moment of mourning, of true mourning that, that cleanses you. And then when you go, when you take the next step and then you, you search and you say, okay, and truly say, you know what, as, as, as much as it's against my grain, I forget, you know, and the biggest person that was hard for me to forgive was my father. He did a lot of things to me when I was young and I had to really and say, you know, Lord, I forgive my father. The pimps weren't, were just a replicate of what my father had did in my life. And so I really needed to forgive him. And then when that happens, when a person is able to forgive, then they can go out and they can start to speak to people that may have situations situations and then they could bring an awareness hey these are the things that you might want to look for and and when it, it becomes a suicide situation or whatever and that's how you then show love and that's how you then show people that okay you know what just because it happened to me you know when people say i'm sorry i don't know what to say i say thank you because it's an awkward thing like you're sorry for what? Yes, I went through it, but I remember a pastor said to me that my story will affect a hundred people. So if I had to go through what I went through so that a hundred people don't have to deal with what I went through, then that's a blessing. If it's one person, great. As long as I was able to minister or to speak into someone's life. And when they start to get that concept of, you know what? Yes, but you know, my daughter or whoever may be, you know what? They wouldn't want me to do this. They would want me to share hope and share awareness of how not to. And that's where I think people need to focus their mind more so on than so much of the bitterness. And this is, you know, they did this to me. Yeah. We have people who are, we're all sinful. You got to expect this kind of stuff to happen in this world. You know, you're seeing it for, you know, firsthand with what's going on in this world right now, the, the sinfulness, the 
and the evil, the hatred, all the stuff that's going on, you need to take a step back and say, okay, besides all that, how can I, yourself, do something to be a light? Because it takes one light to turn on for another light to turn on for another light to turn on. I was talking to someone last night and they told me that, you know, it takes one person to stand up for the next person to stand up and it becomes a ripple effect. You know, it, it, it needs not just to be one person that can carry it all. It, it takes an army to change something, you know, instead of sitting and wallowing in the situation, do something about it for the next family don't have to feel that pain that you went through. Mm -hmm. Soraya, you have also been involved in speaking engagements to help people. Talk to us about some of the engagements that you have had uh, on a public public platform. Uh, well, I've been aired on the 700 Club where I uh, spoke, you know, my story uh, of what I went through. I've also been uh, interviewed from the Inspiring Lives magazine. And now I am working on doing TED Talks, which that is, uh, right? I just, right? <laughs> that's, that's like... Uh, my dream come true. You know, uh, I've always, I remember when I was six and I was even telling the person that I was talking to, uh, I said to them, you know, they asked me, what, why do you want to do this and stuff? And I said, well, at six, I remember I went to my father and said to him that I wanted to be a public speaker. You know, I wanted to speak on a stage. And I remember my father saying, that's not going to make any money. You're not going to be able to support your mother and I. And from that point on, I lost that, that dream. And, mm -hmm. you know, Thankfully, the Lord has brought back my dream, you know, almost 20 something, almost, you know, 30 something years later that says, you know, now I'm working on trying to do TED Talks and to bring awareness and share what to look for in in uh, um, hospitals and organizations, corporations, not just on the streets, but how you can just get caught up at, at your job. You know, how easily a man or a woman can get you in a situation where you're often doing that. So, Wow, that's beautiful, Soraya. And you also have a podcast, right? Talk to us about your podcast. So my podcast is uh, No More Games. And I uh, speak on different things on how I feel and, and just uh, being real and uh, just being... Um, very blunt about certain things and, and topics and, and challenging people to stop playing games with their life. Stop playing with what God has given them and just to be. And so now I've taken the podcast into a direction of where I'm slowly reading out different parts of the book and getting them to be aware because, you know, like I said, I'm working on right now and my, my hope is to make this book into a movie. So I'm working diligently to try and make this book into a movie so that it can uh, bring more awareness to people, not just in the United States, but around the world and stuff. And I'm trying to uh, share that with people on my podcast as well. That's beautiful, Soraya. You are such an inspiration. I'm so thankful to have you here on my podcast. You have just blessed my platform uh, both times that you've been here. And I'm just so fortunate that you and I crossed paths. I think we met through Facebook. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I think you sent me a message through Facebook. And from there, we have developed this beautiful relationship. We've never met each other uh, in the physical form, but I am definitely going to take a trip. Are you still in New Jersey? 
I'm in um I'm out by Boston in Massachusetts. Okay, I'm definitely going to make a trip to meet you so that we can spend some sisterly time together because yes. it's been beautiful and I just I, I really want to have that opportunity because you only live once, right? We've got to make our wishes and dreams come true. But um Soraya, I do I know we talked about this the first time you were on and of course this show is all about love and everything that you've done, everything that you're doing is all an act of love helping others, surviving, using your pain for a greater purpose. That's a form of love. So my question to you is, how do you define love? I define love by actions, not by words. I define love as being willing to put someone before you and willing to show people grace when they need not, they don't deserve grace to show people uh, mercy when they do not deserve mercy in mm -hmm. uh, each other's lives. And that's how I, I display love. I, my, my heart is to be like Christ. And as Christ um, loved uh, his sheep, so do I love the people in the world, whether they've done me wrong or not. Oh, beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just, I want to be more like you, Soraya. I want to be able to take the things that have been done to me uh, unjustly and just look at the person and say, hey, I love you anyway. You know, that takes a hell of a lot of strength to, to do that and to just offer that forgiveness, even knowing that the person may not even be sorry. You know, you just have to forgive them regardless. So I love you for that. And I thank you for that. We have several people uh, tuning in right now. I'm going to put some of their comments up here on, uh, we have Lisa Allen Thompson. She's one of my sisters from, I believe she's in Alabama. And she said, what a morning. This has been spectacular. Thank you for tuning in, Lisa. Amen. And we have Ivy here. She, uh, wrote a message and she said she commends you for all of your work that you are doing to help others. God bless your soul. Yes. Thank you. God bless Thank you. you so much. And then Lisa wrote another message here. She's incredibly proud of you. What a testimony. Holla mm. joy, Jesus first, other second, but don't forget about yourself. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, Soraya, before I let you go, the name of her book, everyone, is called No More Games. And you can purchase the book on her website. I'm going to post it up here. Uh, the site is Soraya.info. You can purchase the book there. Uh, but Soraya, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to say to our audience? Yes, that if you... Um, are going through whatever it may be, and not just if you know someone who is being human traffic or you think it is, but if you yourself are going through things that you are struggling and you need someone to pray with you or is wanting just to talk and have an ear, please reach out to me. And, and whether it's on my um, website or through my social media, I'm here. Um, I would love to pray with you. I would love to connect with you and, and just walk life with you. Uh, that is what we are called to do is to do life with each other. So I'm here. Um, if you ever need any, any encouragement or any support. Oh, wonderful. Soraya, before I let you go, I have to ask that question again that I asked the first time your answer may be different, but you know, there's no right or wrong answer. And you know, you've, you've made a, a beautiful life for yourself. It started out rough, but you're, you've now turned it around for the greater good. You're doing wonderful things with your life. When your mission on earth is complete, 
and you're no longer mm -hmm. here and the pages of your life are reviewed, what do you most want to be remembered for? What legacy are you leaving behind? The fact that not only do people change and can change by Jesus Christ, but the fact that I'm going to cry. <laughs> the fact that no matter what, I, I show love and that the next person will show love and, and have mercy and compassion on the people that may have done and that this world will truly know what love looks like. Mm. And that's truly the definition of love. Yes. Soraya, it's been a blessing to have you back here. Thank you so much for blessing my platform again with your presence. Um, don't hang up when this is over because I have another lady who lives in Canada who would like to interview you on her podcast over there. So I want to give you the connection for that. So don't hang up. But for everyone else, thank you all for tuning in to Speaking of Love, the podcast. This was my 64th episode. Next week, I will be back here for my 65th episode. I have a wonderful person I will be interviewing for you all. So if you've missed any portion of this recording, you can always catch it on YouTube. You can catch it on Facebook and on all major podcast platforms. Speaking of love, the podcast. I hope you all have a great day and I will see you all back here at 12 o'clock noon next Saturday. Have a great day, everyone.